1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today is David Thompson. Hi, David. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Archit. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. So just to give a little bit of context to our listeners, could you please take us through your career journey so far?
0: Yep, certainly. Thank you, Archit. So I'm David Thompson. I am uh, the director and lead consultant for a business called Employer Branding Made Easy. Um, I've worked in and around employer branding since well before it was called employer branding. It used to be called recruitment advertising back in the old days. Um, and I worked for, uh, agencies, um, who specialize in recruitment advertising for a number of years, um, kind of progressing my way, um, through various roles up to kind of head of agency. Um, And during that time, um, the concept of employer branding kind of developed and and has grown and grown. Um, In 2018, I set up my own business called Employer Branding Made Easy. The reason for that was, I think, um, myself and my, my partner... Uh, Sarah had identified that employer branding was becoming more and more important, but most of the agencies that were serving the market were very big and were very interested in dealing with very big corporate organisations. Um, but we noticed that the smaller organisations weren't really being serviced and helped. So we wanted to work with some of those smaller organisations. The other thing we noticed was that weren't many, although it was becoming very uh, popular and important, there weren't many skills. There, were, there weren't many people who could kind of in-house in, in an organisation start to kind of recognise themselves as employer brand practitioners. So we wanted to give some of our knowledge and put it into courses and mentoring and training to help upskill people and kind of spread the the knowledge of employer branding. So that's what Employer Branding Made Easy does. We work with these smaller organisations to help them develop their employer brands. And we do courses and coaching and mentoring to help people become more skilled in employer branding. But it all comes back to employer branding at the end of the day. So brief brief little potted history there for you.
1: Amazing. So... Why do you think employer branding is important nowadays? Like, what are your views about it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, if you... There are various statistics um, and pieces of research around at the moment that are showing that it is in growing in importance enormously. So uh, we were looking at a piece of research uh, that a big uh, research company, Universum, does, um, and it was saying uh, in their last research that eighty 86% of the world's most attractive employers said that employer branding was their top business priority. And in the UK, we have an organisation called The Firm, which is the Forum for In-House Recruitment Managers, and they do an annual survey of their members and ask them what's my, what's really important what's high on your agenda and for the first time this year their, their members their recruitment manager members were saying employer branding is the most important thing we've got to tackle at the moment so clearly it's becoming more and more important now, now why is that I think there's a number of reasons for that um, firstly we've got kind of global skill shortages there are wherever you go there's a shortage of talent in so many areas um it used to be that the skill shortages sat in kind of high-tech areas or engineering or very specific disciplines like accountancy or law but now what we're seeing is is real skills shortages across so many areas like drivers call center people it's really hard to find good people at the moment um certainly post covid it's it's you know it's been a struggle so unless you've got a really good story to tell you've got kind of got two choices in that situation you know we can either be the best payers in town and make sure everybody knows we pay more than everybody else, well, that's not really a sustainable way to do business. Or you can tell a better story than your competitors. And I think organisations are coming round to the idea that, hey, we have to tell, give people a really good reason to come here beyond salary, benefits, these kind of things. We have to really sell our culture and we have people have to understand who we are. So I think the realisation that talent shortages are you know m- making it very hard to find people. I think what job seekers are looking for has changed greatly over the last few years. I think recruitment used to be a very transactional thing. It used to be, I'm looking for a job, there's a job, I'll apply for that job, it pays the right kind of salary, it's in the right kind of location, Um, therefore nothing else really matters too much. But I think behaviours have changed over the last few years. We are much more invested and interested in the culture of the organisation we're going to be, whether their values match our values whether they're good guys you know whether they are doing the right thing for the environment whether they are doing the right thing in terms of equality and diversity um we want to hear those stories now um And uh, we've also seen the growth of kind of review sites like Glassdoor, for example, where people tell those stories and give an honest reflection of what it's like to work for an organisation. So it's gone from being something that was quite transactional to being something which is much more nuanced and quite emotionally driven these days as well. So again, the way to tell those stories and the way to win that particular battle is through employer branding. So behaviours, behavioural changing candidates is really driving it uh, as well. I think another thing that's really driving it is since we've come out of COVID, hybrid working um, obviously is becoming more and more of a thing, right? So more and more people are working from home. This produces an opportunity for many employers because... They no longer have to just recruit the people who were physically able to get to their office, right? You know, they can re- they can recruit on a much from a wider geography. In theory, they could recruit from anywhere because these people are working from home, which is fine, and that presents a great opportunity. But if you are recruiting from further away, the likelihood of the person knowing your organisation is less. We tend to know the, the companies that are in our communities and are local to us, and they're the people we used to go and work for. But if I'm now talking to an organisation who's 400, hundred miles away what do I know about them or very little so we can't depend on our local workforces knowing about us anymore when we're speaking to audiences that are much further away geographically so in that case we have to tell them our story and again employer branding is how we tell those stories to those audiences so there's a number of different things going on that seem to have kind of coalesced to make employer brand you know to, to kind of make this employer brandings moment if you like where it's, it just makes sense to tell stories really well now um there are other benefits that come with it as well um you know we've seen not just the ability to reach out to people and kind of engage with them emotionally but we also see it imply uh making much more of an impact internally as well and producing retention, uh, sorry, increasing retention, uh, um, it helps to ensure that people don't leave. Because once again, if we're all sat behind our laptops at home now, In theory, we can work for anybody, right? And those things that used to make us want to go and work um, for a business, those water cooler moments in an office that used to be so important, you know, to kind of create that glue, which keeps us bound into an organisation. They've kind of disappeared a bit, haven't they? You know, now we're at home. Why should I work for this company as opposed to any other company? You know, Um, Now what employer branding allows us to do is tell stories to our own employees as well and remind them, hey, Here's why we're a great, you know, why we're a great organization. Here's why people should come and join us. And here's why you should stay with us, you know. Um, so it helps take away that kind of loss of bonding that we have with our our employers now helps keep us more closely and tightly bound to them and therefore helps us to keep uh, our employers for longer. So lots of different things going on. It's a very different world, but all of it seems to be pointing towards the idea that. Telling really good, clear, authentic employer stories is a really good idea.
1: Very well stated. I must say there was like a lot of information and very apt. that and it's going definitely going to be very useful for our listeners as well. So, what do you think is likely likely to be the future of employer bla- branding? Like, how do you see it going ahead?
0: I think organisations will uh, get to the point where they realise that recruitment, marketing, and employer branding are two different things. Um, if you imagine if I'm a consumer, let's, let's go into the world of consumer marketing. Okay. And I'm perhaps thinking about buying a dishwasher. Um, there will be some marketing communications aimed at people who have already made a decision that they're going to buy a dishwasher, right? And it's kind of product orientated. This is the dishwasher. These are the features and benefits of this dishwasher. Okay. That essentially take that into the world of, of talent acquisition. That's your job ad. You're already at the point of saying, this is the job, here is the salary. And this is kind of where 90% of the focus of our energy goes as talent acquisition people at the moment. But I think if you think about the dishwasher manufacturer, let's take a company, let's say Bosch, for example, you know, they will spend a lot of time telling people about the quality of their brand, their organisation, what they're stand for, how they differentiate. So once you come to that point of starting to think about buying that dishwasher, you're already, I know who I'm going to choose. So I've got a very short list. And I think more and more of our energy in talent acquisition is not going to be about the job description and the specific job. It's going to be more about telling people the story of our organisation, about our culture, how it's different to everybody else's, and not really have a job attached to it it's just storytelling it's brand building so i think more and more of our time as in talent acquisition is going to to be spent telling the story selling the brand less and less is going to be about actually selling jobs 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 so as recruiters and in talent acquisition we're becoming more and more like marketeers brand marketeers and less and less about product sellers if you like people who are trying to sell a specific job and i see that as being much more of a function of talent acquisition in the future and employer branding course plays a huge part of that you know i think more of the kpis and more of the focus in talent acquisition will be around do people know us Do they understand our brand and how it differentiates? Are they reacting warmly? Are they following our content on social media? Do they want to hear more and more stories from us? So yeah, I think that's how it's going to change.
1: Definitely. So um, now that we're talking about it, who do you think is responsible for employer branding in an organization? Yeah, it's
0: a really good question, I, should, I th- At the moment, it's traditionally been the domain of talent acquisition. Generally, it's the recruitment or talent acquisition team or the HR team that drive this because it's seen as very much an HR function. And... At the moment, ownership kind of generally sits there. But what we've seen much more of recently in the last few years is actually the consumer brand, the corporate brands team becoming involved as well. As they wake up to the idea that, hey, employer brand is actually part of our overall brand, right? It's just telling stories about our organisation. That's what we do. So they've become more important. And in some cases, we're seeing the consumer marketing team, brand team, now taking responsibility for employer branding. Um, so there's a bit of a tension there sometimes. It's Sometimes it sits in between the two because what you'll find is the brand marketing teams know all about the brand, but they don't necessarily understand the people audience, the recruitment audiences that we're looking for. Equally, the talent acquisition teams will have a great understanding of audiences and talent acquisition and what they're looking for but not a great understanding of marketing and brand. So there's kind of gaps. Both both sets of audiences have gaps. That's one of the reasons we're seeing an increasing number of employer brand managers being appointed in organisations. The role of that, that team or that manager is to sit in between the two. There need to be this kind of hybrid of skills of, I understand, talent audiences, but I understand brand marketing as well. I'm the lever in the middle. I am I bring them together and make this thing work, basically. So I think we're increasingly going to see the development of, of kind of quite specialist niche employer brand teams and organisations who sit somewhere in between HR and marketing and are facilitators that bring those resources together, basically. Um. So, but as we said before, those skills, the people who can do both things, they're quite rare at the moment. Hence, as you said, that's why we've developed our courses and what we're doing to help get these people understanding how do you work with brand, but how do you also understand talent audiences?
1: Definitely, and amazing work that you've been doing. And now that you've been working for a while in this industry, like you have now certain experience to talk about it. So what do you think does Candidate look for in a good employer branding, like employer brander? Like somebody who does that work. So what yes, are the qualities yeah. that they look forward to in use?
0: Yeah. What are they looking for in a great employer brand? I think a great employer brand needs to be three things, basically. You can draw a kind of Venn diagram in your head, they all overlap. The first thing it needs to be is authentic. So it needs to be real. It needs to not just make statements that have nothing to back them up and have no depth, you know, not just platitudes. It needs to be backed up by real people. There is plenty of evidence out there that show that people trust the voices of, of real people. You know, it's something like eight times more than they trust the voice of a CEO. So authenticity is really important. You know, a good employer brands should have real employees talking about their experience in an honest way. So authenticity is your first circle, if you like. Your second circle is differentiation. And this is something sometimes gets missed in employer branding we kind of work from the inside out and kind of go okay well we've talked to a few employees we've kind of found out what we think they like about working here this is what we think you know they put it out there on their career site what they forget to do is kind of look at what everybody else is saying and doing and as a result quite often quite a bit of employer branding work feels very samey what we call employer blanding unfortunately when everything just kind of looks the same and, I, and candidates look at it and go well I can't tell the difference between what you're offering and what the other guys are offering so if you if, if that's where you're at well there's really no point in doing it the reason we, we're doing employer branding is to differentiate ourselves from the competitions to be different so if you end up looking and feeling exactly the same as everybody else there's not really any point in doing it so a really good employer brand is differentiated it you know the, the the people who are developing that brand have looked at the competitors and said all right that's what they're saying and offering we're going to offer something completely different and we're going to make sure that people can understand why we're different so it needs to be authentic it needs to be differentiated and the third thing it needs to be is attractive it needs to speak to audiences about things that really matter to them, are really important to them. And again, this is something that often gets missed out in employer branding. Um, We develop our own little set of, okay, here's what makes us great. We'll go out and tell our audiences that without stopping to think, is that what our audiences really want to hear? Is that what matters to them? So a really good employer brand that research will have gone into it into what do our audiences want? And we might have several different audiences and they might have different levers. You know, one audience might be interested in flexibility. Another audience might be all about career development and training. You know, another audience might all be about um, the warmth of the culture. and you know So we need to understand what matters to these audiences and speak to them on those terms rather than just what we think. So a good employer brand is is attractive to the audiences it's speaking to because it's talking about things that really matter to them and are really important So if you put those three things um uh, kind of authentic differentiated and attractive into a Venn diagram if you hit the sweet spot in the middle, you'll have a really strong powerful employer brand that's really hitting the mark
1: amazing piece of information and I hope our listeners are also able to resonate with what you're telling us so now as we are just moving towards the end of this podcast so my last question would be how do I go about improving my employer brand if I have to ask you
0: yeah absolutely so there's a lot you can do yourself without needing to go to agencies necessarily or pay a huge amount of money um your most Powerful and important audience is your own employees. Employee advocacy is the greatest way you can get your employer brand to market because your employees have their own social networks. These people know and trust the people they're talking to because they're in a kind of closed audience. Um, So if you can get your own people sharing content about what it's like to work for your organisation, that's an incredibly powerful tool. And you can create uh, a lot of candidate interest very, very quickly. It's also great for retention because you are telling your own people, hey, these are the stories we're telling. So advocacy is a really, really great way of, of you know, getting quick results with employer branding and creating a real impact. But in our experience, generally, people who work for an organisation are quite happy to share information Uh, and stories about their company. They feel quite proud and happy to do it. But they don't do it for a couple of reasons. Firstly, they're a bit scared uh, that they might get in trouble and say the wrong thing. So it's great to have a really clear, you know, it's great to encourage them and make them ambassadors and say, hey, we really want you to share information about this company. It's okay. And if you get it slightly wrong, don't worry, you won't get punished for it. Um, We actively encourage this. So empowering them to share content is really great. The second thing, the second reason people don't do it is because they don't know what to say. And, you know, for them to sit and think, what would sound great about working for this organisation? It, it's not really that, you know, they, they don't know what to say. So you need to give them the story. You need to give them Clear guidance on, okay, well, these are the kind of stories that we told. We know these stories are true because we've researched them ourselves. We've spoken to focus groups in our own organisation. We've found out what people like about working here, and we've put them into these nice little stories that you can now go and tell. So... You can quite easily do your own internal research, speak to a few people around the organisation, build a little storytelling framework. Yeah, we found that people love the flexibility here, love the uh, the warmth of the culture. They love the training and development they get here, for example. Now let's find some people in the organisation who bring those stories to life. So, you know, here's Archit. Um, Archit is, you know, working in our organisation. Here's his career story of how he developed his skills or how he finds our flexible working Policies really work for him. If you start developing some of these little individual stories, which back up what you found, and then share them with the organization and say, guys, we'd love you to go and tell these stories to your friends, families, you know, you, you know that's a really quick and powerful way of really starting to build your employee reputation. The other thing you can also do with that is say, um, okay, guys, if you feel if you recognise this and you, you like, you know, to share, would love you to leave some reviews on uh, on review sites like Glassdoor or Indeed. And there's many, many others because they're playing an important, of an increasingly important role in the choices that people make when choosing an employer. So if you can give them some guidance on that, and they're leaving positive reviews for you, they're sharing some of your stories and your content with their social networks. You can start making some real inroads and building your employer reputation without having to worry about going spending fortune on media, um, having you know particularly brilliant sophisticated career sites or anything like that. It's all about getting your story clear first of all, nice and simple to uh, absorb and then getting it shared and the best way to get it shared is through your own people. So that's how that's the starting point. That's how I would start you know, going about building an employer brand.
1: Thank you, David, for enlightening us with employer branding and all the information that you've had. And uh, It was amazing to have you. I am definitely looking forward to more work from your side, and I hope we get to see you all get to see employer branding taking the position that you know it deserves and with time it becomes a government and that.
0: Well, that's great speaking to you, Archie. Thank you. If people want to find out a little bit more about employer branding, read some of our blogs, have a look at our courses, etc. then you can find us very simply at www.employerbrandingmade.com easy.com. Um or you can find me on LinkedIn. I am David Thompson4 on LinkedIn. But it's been a great pleasure speaking to you, Archit. It's really enjoyable. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. This for this week come um, to the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening.